أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد والله إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن أشهد أن محمد رسول السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا أمة بعد أمته ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا كتاب بعد كتابه والصلاة والسلام الأكملان الأتمان على الركن الأعظم أفضل من تقدم ومن تأخر وعلى آله وأصحابه الغر الميامين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كتب على نفسه الرحمة صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامة Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers, mothers and sisters, and those that are listening over the receivers. To tie up the discussion from where we left off in our previous Jumu'ah with regards to the current happenings in the Muslim world and to be more specific in Palestine and especially in the land of Gaza where our innocent brothers and sisters and little children are being butchered and massacred and the bodies are being mutilated. In the light of Quran and Sunnah, in the previous Jummah we began discussing what are the guidelines that Islam has given us. How do we view the current situation? As believers, despondency should never set into a believer. Yaqub salam, the great Nabi of Allah Rabbul Izzah, he lost Yusuf salam. He lost Yusuf salam. After crying for years and years and years, he became blind. It's natural for someone to become emotional, you know, to vent your emotions, your frustration, 
But as a believer, we never ever become despondent in the mercy of Allah. Yaqub then loses a second son. He loses Binyamin. What does he tell his children? Did he lose hope in the mercy of Allah? He said, Oh my children, Don't ever become despondent in the mercy of the Almighty Allah. Don't ever become despondent in the mercy of the Almighty Allah. The current happenings of the world, what is happening currently, you know, in Gaza, Allah is fully aware of these atrocities that are being meted out to these innocent Palestinians. Like I mentioned two weeks back, that this has been happening from time immemorial, and it happens today, it will continue to happen till the end of time. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala was the son of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab, and he was amongst those that accepted Islam in the initial stages of Islam. And there was, at that time, there was, uh, you know, warfare, and there was unrest, and there was this anarchy and fitan that had plagued, uh, you know, the, the Muslim community at that time. He fled and he goes to Makkah to Al-Mukarramah. And he was extremely pious. Abdullah bin Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. And whilst making tawaf and circumambulating the Baytullah, Abdullah bin Umar, he looks at the Kaaba and he said, Ma a'zamuki, ma a'zamu sha'nuki, O Kaaba, how great you are, how great your stature is, how great you are in the eyes of Allah. But he looks at Kaaba, Abdullah bin Umar, and he said that the sanctity of a believer in the eyes of Allah, the life of a believer, the blood of a believer is more sacred than you, is more sacred than you. Barai ibn Azib, the famous companion of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Allah will tolerate the annihilation and the destruction of the entire universe. But the life of one believer is more beloved in the eyes of Allah than the entire seven, seven heavens and seven earths put together. Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the cousin of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was a sahabi par excellence, the father of tafsir, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu. One day somebody comes to him and he tells him, what is your opinion about a person that commits murder? What is your opinion about a person that perpetrates murder? So Abdullah bin Abbas, he looks at this man and he said, Mother Kult, just repeat for me what you said. He said, what is your opinion about a person that perpetrates murder? He said, that just repeat what you said again. And he asked him three times, tell me what you said. Abdullah bin Abbas, he looks at this man and he said, what are you telling me? You're asking me about that person who perpetrates murder in this world. What is his punishment? He said, let me tell you what my Nabi said. Let me tell you what my Nabi said. That that person who is murdered in the world, on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of Qiyamah, he will stand up in the court of Allah. He will be holding his head in his hand. Blood will be oozing and dripping from his head. And he will go to Allah. He will go closer to the Arsh of Allah. And he will say, Oh me Allah, Oh me Allah, so and so had killed me in this world. And then Nabi Ali Salam recited the verse of Quran. Khalidan fiha. Such a person will remain for eternity in the hellfire. You tell me, my brothers, this butchers and this massacres and this carnage that happens and continues to happen. You think this will go unwatched in the eyes of Allah? 
and the perpetrators will not be brought to book. In Hadith Qudsi, Allah Taala says, Ya Ibadi, Ya Ibadi, my brothers, you and I, coming from apartheid, those who had seen the days of apartheid, knew what you went through in this country, whether it took two, three, five decades, whatever it was, but ultimately in the system of Allah, ultimately in the planning of Allah, apartheid had to be dismantled. Apartheid had to be dismantled. Allah Ta'ala says in Hadith Qudsi, Ya Ibadi, Inni harramtu zulma ala nafsi, Waj'altuhu baynakum muharram, Muharfala tazalamu. Oh my servants, I have made oppression, exploitation, forbidden for myself. How dare you oppress? I made it my mercy. I have made oppression forbidden upon myself. How dare you oppress? Study the oppression of Fir'aun. He had ordered the massacre of children across the board. That was one crime that he had committed. We look at the Fir'auns of today. They haven't massacred only the boys. They have killed these innocent children. I read an article last night. I read an article last night. You know, since the inception of the war, 7th of October, they say 70% of those who had succumbed at the hands of these oppressors are women and children. Are women and children. And I laid this speak about ethnic cleansing. Wipe out this entire population. Of Gaza, let them take the life of one, let them take the life of two, let them take the life of 50. But let us remind ourselves, in those 50, one is the friend of Allah. One is the friend of Allah. What does Allah Ta'ala say? I have made oppression and exploitation forbidden for me. How dare you oppress? How dare you oppress? The Bani Israel, after Nabi Musa salam, you know, they were left leaders. There was no one to govern over them. The Bani Israel had become victims of oppression. You know, Bayouzi Bustami has written, when you study the oppression of Fir'aun, Fir'aun was such a oppressor, such a dictator. What does Allah Ta'ala say? Inna Fir'auna ala fil ard. Fir'aun, you know, he expressed arrogance on this earth. Waja'ala, he divided people into groups. What did he say? The Bani Israel have been created to serve. We have been created to rule. He killed the boys. He left the girls. For centuries, the Bani Israel, you know, were left leaderless. They come to the Nabi of that time. A Nabi by the name of Shamuel. Study Surah Al-Baqarah towards the end of the second Jews of Quran. And they come to him and they make dua. They ask him, make dua to the Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala would give us, gives us such a ruler. What were the advices that were given? My brothers, before I come to that, something that comes to mind, on a Friday, we normally recite Surah Kahf. On the second page of the 16 Jews of Quran, Allah Ta'ala makes mention of an incident of Khidr salam and Musa salam. So Musa salam, one day Allah Ta'ala, somebody had asked him, Oh Musa, who is the most knowledgeable man walking on the earth? So Musa salam said, he was the Nabi of Allah. He attributed it to himself. He said, I am the most knowledgeable man. Allah Ta'ala wanted to caution him. Allah Ta'ala wanted to caution him. Allah Ta'ala summoned him to Khidr salam. We all know the narrative. You know, he goes to the river and the incident of the fish. Allah Ta'ala makes reference to these incidents in Quran. One lesson that we take 
in the second page of the 16 Jews. وَأَمَّا الْجِدَارِ فَكَانَ لِغُلَامَيْنِ يَتِيمَيْنِ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ Study the tafsir of this verse in Madariq al-Tanzil. I always say, my brothers, we recite Qur'an well and good. We are mesmerized by the recitation of Qur'an. But study the message of Qur'an. So, Khidr and Musa they walk into this locality. They walk into this locality and they ask them for some food. And the dwellers, the inhabitants of that locality, you know, they didn't extend the hand of hospitality to Musa and Khadr So Musa says that, you know what, these people have been so, uh, have expressed, you know, no generosity, hospitality. So as they were walk walking in this village, there was a wall that was about to collapse. So Khidr goes and he straightens the wall. He straightens the wall. So Musa salam tells him, we came to the city, this village. You know, we asked them for something. They haven't given us anything. And on the reverse, on the contrary, you have been so kind, you have straightened this wall. So Khidr salam at the point of separation, he tells Musa salam let me divulge the reason as, and the wisdom as to why I had straightened this wall that I was about to collapse. And then he tells him, that beneath this wall is a treasure that belongs to two orphans. And if this wall had collapsed, that treasure would have been exposed. Allah Ta'ala inspired me to straighten the wall to protect the treasure that has been left behind by the father of these two orphans. If you open Madari Kutanzil, what was this treasure that was buried beneath this wall? Scholars and ulama write, it was a plate of gold. It was a plate of gold, whilst you and I are leaving, leaving behind the treasures of this world for our children well and good. But what did my Nabi say? Leave behind waladun salih yad'u Leave behind pious offspring. Leave behind pious offspring who will make dua for their parents after the parents have left this world. In one narration, what did my Nabi say? That that person will safeguard the wealth of an orphan. Such a person and I will be so close on the day of Qiyamah. Indicating the closeness between his forefinger and his middle finger. And not what you find today, usurping the wealth of orphans. You know, people are placed in charge as executors of estates. And usurping the wealth of heirs. Usurping the wealth of orphans. Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in Quran. There are percussions, the consequences of that. And let me just digress, my brothers. You know, there's something I came across a narration the other day. Where in Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we all know the current happenings in the world, the financial climate. You know, there are many people that I know personally, you know, that were givers of zakat after the COVID pandemic. Many of them have become recipients of zakat. Once upon a time, they were giving zakat. Now they have become recipients of zakat. How many Ponzi schemes in the Muslim community? I can tell you I am inundated. Walam tell us, can we invest in the scheme? I said, my brother, whether it is legit or not, whether it is permissible in terms of Sharia, my message to you is nobody is going to make you wealthy and reach your own self. How many of these schemes have gone down? Innocent people, how many widows today are sitting, have lost their homes, have lost whatever their husbands have left for them because of these Ponzi schemes? It's a sad reality. What did Nabi Ali Salam teach us? One is to give charity on the name of Allah. We spoke about this two weeks ago. The Palestinian cause. 
You know, there are many avenues that we have contribute towards avenues of goods. And one aspect that we turn a blind eye to is to loan money without taking anything in return. The rewards of that are so great that in one narration, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that that person who gives charity, Allah would give him minimum 10 times the rewards. That person who loans money without taking anything extra in, in return, Allah would give him 18 times the rewards. How many people don't we know? Like we say, charity starts at home. Somebody in your family, somebody in your neighborhood, you know, is tied to the bank. He's paying that ins installment. How much you're owing? 100,000. There's the money, settle the bank. At least you can own a house of your own. Take the du'as of people. I swear by Allah, take the du'as. It will travel with generations to come right up to the day of Qiyamah. What we find today? Loaning money. And taking, asking for interest. What do the scholars write? Kullu qardin jarraman riban. Play around with semantics and words. You're a prophet. No, interest, call it prophet. No, 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 legalize it this way. Allah Ta'ala makes reference to it in Quran. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la ta'kulu riba adhaafa mudaafa Compounded interest. Pay me back after a month, give me so much extra. You don't pay me back after a year, you pay me so much. Compounded interest. Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in Quran. On one hand, you can put your head on the ground a million times a day. We can go on hajj hundred times. But when it comes to our dealings, Ensure your income is halal. Omar bin Abdul Aziz, I mentioned this many a times. One day he comes home and he sees his daughters and his children lying out of hunger. Scholars have written, Allah blessed him with nine sons and many daughters. He looks at his children lying out of hunger. He looks at his kids and he said, Oh my children, the naked eye of your father can see his children die out of hunger. But the naked eye of your father cannot see his children burning Jahannam by me putting haram into your bellies. Really, it's a sad reality. You know, to loan without taking anything in return, the scholars and the ulama have explained that whatever you loan for that period of time that you have loaned the money, Allah would give you the reward Every day you had given that amount in charity. By virtue of an example, you loan a hundred rands. For as long as that man is owing you the hundred rands, Allah is giving you the reward as though you are giving hundred rands in charity on a daily basis. The rewards are so great. Really, my brothers, we have forgotten this component. I always say this, you know, these banking institutions that you have, these are not there to aid you. You know, the example, like I've mentioned it previously, you know, you take a lollipop, you give it to a little child, you know, he sucks on the sweet, and once, uh, you know, he's eaten, he sucked the sweet off the, off the, you know, the lollipop, you take the stick and you knock him on his head. This is what these banking institutions are. They are not there to, you know, to assist you. You can use different terminologies. You can try and justify it. Wallahi, my brothers, there are only two places in, uh, one place in Quran and one place in Sunnah where the word harb is used. In Quran, when Allah Ta'ala speaks about interest, what does Allah Ta'ala say? فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا If you will not cancel your transactions of riba. If you will not stay away from interest, you have declared war with Allah and His Nabi, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
Which person can ever win in a war with the Almighty Allah? Live a simple life. My brothers drive a simple car, live in a simple home, but being tied to the bank and living a flamboyant lifestyle, wallahi, it will bring you absolutely no joy. It will bring you absolutely no happiness. So coming back to this incident, it was a plate of gold. And on this plate, the father never left behind the treasures of this world. He left one plate of gold. And on it, the following lines were engraved. Wallahi, listen to these words. What did the father write? He said, I find it strange that that person who believes that Allah is the sole sustainer, he believes in taqdeer and predestination, yet he grieves over the loss of this world. I find it astonishing that man who believes that Allah is the sole sustainer, yet he exerts himself. He will abandon his wife and his children. He will abandon his social life. There will be nothing like joy left in that life anymore. And in Hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, on the tongue of my Nabi, I will impose this world on you. You will literally run like animals. You will abandon your wife. You will abandon your children. There will be nothing like joy left in that life anymore. And then the father writes on the splatter of gold, I am find it strange and I am astonished at that person who knows that he is going to die and if he does not realize there's something like accountability in the court of Allah. There's something like accountability in the court of Allah. Don't people realize there is something like accountability in the court of the Almighty Allah? I find it strange that people know they would stand up before the Almighty Allah. They lead a life, they lead a life totally heedless or oblivious of the commands of the Almighty Allah. My brothers, when these are the current happenings, when this is the tragedy of the Muslim Ummah, when this is the Palestinian cause, what have I done? This is a question we need to ask ourselves. This is a question we need to ask ourselves. Like I said, the Bani Israel were subjugated for centuries on end. For centuries on end. Eventually, Allah Ta'ala had given them victory. We have heard about the Battle of Badr, the Battle of Uhud, Qadisiya, Hunayn, Khandak. How did Allah Ta'ala grant victory to this Ummah? We can never become despondent. As believers, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, I say the statement with absolute conviction on the Almighty Allah. Like Allah Ta'ala had given the Muslims victory in Badr and Uhud, Allah will grant this Ummah victory. We need to be optimistic. We need to be hopeful. Don't lose hope in the mercy of the Almighty Allah. My brothers, like I said, dua, make a lot of dua. I mentioned it last week. Wallahi, I spoke about it on the member. I was criticized. Wallahi, people are marching. I said, march as much as you want. I'm not opposed to it. If it's done within the confines of Sharia. But Wallahi, as long as we put Allah in front of us. How do you justify it? Women scantily dressed, painting their faces. 
wearing sunglasses, you know, adorn, adorning themselves in the most seductive way, and free Palestine, free Palestine. How will the help of Allah come? My brothers, you want to march, like I said, like I said, turn to the Almighty Allah. The Ummah is bleeding, Gaza is bleeding, the Ummah is bleeding. You will notice very soon the, sh the focus will shift away. Give it a few days and the media will shift the focus. I spoke about it the other day after Maghrib. You know, we heard, we got reports, you know, from one of the villages, this outside Gaza. And these numbers that, you know, the media are, are throwing out. I promise you, my brothers and those that are listening, these are watered down numbers. One area, one brother mentioned to me. He said, Malala, he said, Sheikh, this entire area, every person that was living in that you know, in that open-air prison. This is outside the boundary of Gaza. Every one of them wiped out. Every one of them wiped out. I said, how many people passed away? I spoke to him not too long ago. He said they've discovered, you know, 2,000 bodies. He said, how many are still buried beneath the rubble? Allah alone knows. Allah alone knows. This is the cry of the Palestinian Ummah. Like I said, my brothers, in our lives, before we take it on a macro level, on a micro level, get our dealings in order. Get our dealings in order. You know, go and visit the Qabristan. One day it is that man. One day that woman. One day that scholar. Will my time not come? Homes have become deserted. Qabristans are full. There is no place to bury. Get our wills in order. I mean, how many of us, we speak on this topic some months ago, some months ago. I can tell you, I I'm inundated. You know, I, uh, I gave a talk. I received more than a hundred calls. Not one of them had the will in place. Life is short. My brothers, let us make a lot of dua. You know, make dua for the Palestinian ummah. You know, make those that are suffering across the globe. And let us not, let us be optimistic. Let us be hopeful. Let us not lose hope in the mercy of the Almighty Allah. Allah has favored us. We leave the masjid. You know, we will have a wonderful meal with our families tonight. You know, we will enjoy. Spare a thought for these Palestinians. Sit with our families at least once a day with our little children. Read Surah Yaseen and make dua. Who knows the ameen of that little child of yours. Allah Ta'ala will aid the Palestinians. We make dua to the Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and the ability that we reflect and we internalize these advices of Quran and Sunnah on this blessed day of Jumu'ah. You know, it's a time where du'as are accepted, especially between the two khutbas. Let us spare that moment in our hearts. My brothers, whilst we are focusing on what's going to be on the lunch table, or we're focusing on the next deal, or the next bar, or next amount of money uh, I'm going to make, let us spare a thought, you know, for the Palestinian Ummah. Allah Ta'ala, make it easy for them, you know, those who have passed on, those who are murdered, you know, we make dua, Allah Ta'ala grant them all, you know, the reward of martyrdom, uh, and those that are standing on the front line, you know, fulfilling that farz kifaya on behalf of the entire Muslim Ummah, ya Allah Ta'ala make them strong, like how Allah Ta'ala had granted victory to the Muslims in Badr and Hunayn, and in Khandak, Ya Allah Ta'ala grant, you know, the Muslims victory. And inshallah, Allah inna nasrallahi qareeb. Allah inna nasrallahi qareeb. We need to continue reminding ourselves, as Allah Ta'ala tells us in Quran, that the help of Allah is extremely near. The help of Allah is extremely near. Brothers, one other point, you know, I would just like to highlight, you know, apart from what's happening in Gaza, you know, it's important that we need to equip ourselves. You know, one is with knowledge, and coupled with that, we need to be physically strong. We need to be physically strong, you know, to defend ourselves. I was reading an article not too long ago, you know, the sinister agenda, places of worship 
will be under attack. You see what is the political, you know, landscape in this country. We need to equip ourselves. You know, we need to arm ourselves. It's important. What did my Nabi say? Al-Mu'minu al-Qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabu ilallah. A, a strong believer, a healthy believer is closer to the Almighty Allah, you know, than a weak one. A strong believer is closer to the Almighty Allah, you know, than a weak one. I'm no way suggesting that now we go and killing people. Wallah, you kill the enemy on the battlefield. But before we do, we do that, let us stand up, get our affairs in order. You know, let us, inshallah, you know, instill the same zeal, you know, into our children. If Allah bless us with, with children, I read the narration earlier on, you know, Zubair bin Awam, Talha bin, Zub, uh, Talha bin Zubair. What did he say, Zubair bin Awam? He said, one day I was sitting with him. I said, tell me the names of your children. So Zubair bin Awam, he tells uh, uh, Talha bin Zubair, I named all my children after Anbiya, so that tomorrow on Qiyamah's day, my children, I will stand up in the court of Allah, and I will say, oh Allah, name my, I've named my children after the names of Anbiya, so that my children will stand up with them on the day of Qiyamah. Zubair bin Awam, he said, I have named all my children after the names of martyrs, so that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, if my children happen to pass away out of the battlefield, I will tell Allah. You know, often you find, you know, parents phone, well, know, the wife gave birth, what name can I give the child? I always tell parents, name one of your children Muhammad. Name one of your children Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that tomorrow on Qiyamah's day you can stand up in the court of Allah and you can say, oh Allah, this child that you bless me with, I named him after the greatest of your creation. With this intention, I can drink directly from the hands of my Nabi and your Nabi on in front of the house of Allah Ta'ala grant us the understanding. Just one announcement. So I know there are many, uh, many matriculants that are writing exams. We make dua, Allah make them successful and whatever endeavors they have in life, Allah bring it to fruition. Allah guide all our children and protect them and guide them and grant them the best of dunya, qabr, and akhirah. Alhamdulillah, الذي خلق الخلق ووسع الرزق وأفاض على العالمين أصناف الأموال وابتلاهم فيها بتقلب الأحوال أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا معشر الإخوان إن من آداب المعاشرة الإسلامية آداب الأموال بأداء وظائفها فإنها حياة يتقى من سمها وينتفع من ترياقها ولا يستطع ذلك إلا بعد معرفتها فالوظائف المالية خمسة منها تصحيح النية في الكسب 
والإنفاق بأداء حقوق الله تعالى والعباد واتقوا الله يا عباد الله محاسبة يوم التناد فقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لكل أمة فتنة وإن فتنة أمتي المال أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله ومن يفعل ذلك فأولئك هم الخاسرون بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي أرسل بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه وأزواجه وذرياته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حياء وعثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين بالإمام العادل ذي القوة القاهرة والسلطة الظاهرة على الكفوة الباغية واغفر اللهم لجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Thank <laughs> you.
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا فاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين الله أكبر سميع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي الله أكبر سميع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم اللهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه اللهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ولم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكن من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا على الجراح اللهم ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح أحوال المسلمين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين 
اللهم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم تب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Uh, there are some ulama that have done some research on Palestine and Gaza and the current happenings and why Gaza is central to the current happenings and it's been under attack for so many years. Uh, so inshallah tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 there'll be a presentation in the downstairs hall. Uh, this is only for the males so inshallah you're free to attend and inshallah it will be your benefit just to give you some insight into Palestine and, uh, and the current happenings in Gaza and how we foresee uh, you know, the, what's going to happen. Inshallah. So brothers should try and attend, even for a short while. So the, uh, the presentation will commence at 2.30 and it will try and end by, by Asar.